Hey everybody, welcome back to the Blessed Child Podcast. This is going to be unique. This is like a news update from the last episode with Yoshika. When we talked about the University of Bridgeport, we mentioned Neil Salonen and a few other people who are key figures in the development of the University of Bridgeport. So I did some digging. That's where I started. I started with Neil Salonen. Who was he? He was a young American man. He joined the Moonies in, when he was 21 years old in like 19... 50s or 60s, 60s something. If you go to the farm podcast and listen to Don Diligent, which is the late Ed Kaufman, he speaks on Neil Salonen quite a bit, actually. It's very interesting. So we'll start there. Start in the past. So Neil Salonen uh, was a young Mooney who, when he was recruited, it became apparent that he was a power powerful player and he got a lot of political sway as well as members to adore him he became the president of the unification church in the united states and he also led the national prayer and fast committee um, founded by the unification church he also uh, became president of the flf which is the freedom um flf freedom league foundation it was an anti-communist let me let me backtrack there. It was an anti-communist organization established by the Moonies that was in bed with the World Anti-Communist League that Kishi was a part of. Um, that Kishi, Yurichi Sasakawa, Kodama, and Moon established. So this is all tied into the Shinzo Abe shooting too, but let's focus on Neil Salonen and the branch in the Unification Church. So we have Neil Salonen, who is a big, big, president dude for lots of things the university of bridgeport the flf which had a department in washington dc on 1635 connecticut ave northwest washington dc which was in a building with a lot of other anti-communist organizations anyways neil Sloanen had his own agenda to and actually i found this in an fbi document hold on pause let me pause so i can read it exactly from the document Okay, so anti-communist efforts were pretty big in Japan and Korea with the Unification Church. And so in 1969, the United States branch of the Unification Church founded the Freedom Leadership Foundation. Uh, it conceived, it was conceived of as an educational foundation. FLF held its first workshops for church members in August and September of that year. Despite opposition from some within the movement, Unified Family Centers quickly established FLF affiliates throughout the country. However, um, the activities were clearly targeted in Washington. Anyways, undoubtedly, such early successes that Neil Salone accomplished went a long way towards silencing any internal opposition or political involvement. In this sense, the real impact of the fast uh, the three-day fast was less on so so social and more on the movement itself. When the FLF acquired federal tax-exempt status, which prohibited lobbying and demonstrations, members formed new coalitions, but they still had their tax-exempt status. So the American Youth for Just Peace was organized in May of 1970 to lobby in defense of U.S. action in Cambodia and against the McGovern Hatfield and Cooper Church Bills. The Berkeley Center sent representatives to FLF workshops and started its own chapter to begin raising the consciousness of, the, of its members about Marxist-Leninist ideology. However, given 
the nature of Berkeley, it was not long before the conscious raising efforts became confrontational. Yay! Um, but yeah, this is some backstory on Salonen. And this isn't even what I read in the F- FBI document, which let me pull up. Hold on, hold on. For anybody wondering, that last bit of information was from tparents.org, a couple different articles on Neil Salonen there. But let's go to the FBI document because this is where it gets really interesting. Okay, I found the FBI document, which I will link in the show notes. So let's just go quote for quote. Um, Here we go. This is what it says. Although Unification Church officials deny any official link between Sasakawa and the church, Colonel Pak told Pacific News that Sasakawa is Moon's chief ally in the battle against communism. Much of that battle is now waged by Moon's International Federation for the Victory Over Communism, the head of the Japanese branch of the International Victory Federation for Victory Over Communism is, ding, 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 former Prime Minister Kishi Nobusuke. And if you don't know who that is, that is Shinzo Abe's grandfather, a close associate of Sasakawa. They met in prison after the war. Uh, You might want to look up Manchura and Unit 731. Back to that. Back to the article The IFVC in turn is a major component component of the World Anti-Communist League, a very influential right wing pressure group, especially in Asian affairs, which is founded and financed by Sasakawa. If you don't know who that is, that is a Yakuza boss. The American branch of the IFVC, headed by Unification Church President Neil Salonen, is known as the Freedom Leadership Foundation, which claims to be the standard bearer of ideological victory over communism in the United States. Its educational and training arm, the World Freedom Institute, offers training courses in anti-communism and plans to build an international training center in Washington, D.C., modeled after the center near Seoul, Korea. The, the FLF is active on Capitol Hill, spending upwards of 50K per year on educational seminars and teas for Congress people on such issues as military spending, foreign aid, and it reportedly plans a separate organization in the near future for direct lobbying and campaigning for select political candidates. There is even the hint that members of the church may enter U.S. politics. And that, my friends, is where the University of Bridgeport comes in. Let me find the other part of this FBI doc that says that part. Here we go. Okay, let me read it. The primary goal of the Unification Church is nothing less than the conversion of the whole world to Reverend Moon's religion, as outlined in the divine principle, the church's Bible. Most of humanity is in the clutches of Satan as a result of congenital blood impurities passed on by Eve's seduction of Satan. Uh, Okay. Christ's real mission, according to Moon, theology was to reestablish the kingdom of God by marrying and having pure children whose pure descendants would erase the taint, the taint of Satan. But Christ failed and and told Moon in a revelation Moon's claims to have received Moon Moon claims to have received at age 16 that he was to carry out the unfinished mission. Okay, everybody, we all know this. Let's fast forward. To the rest of the FBI doc. Yes, this isn't an FBI document. Okay. According to Moon's followers, the millennium is close at hand, and while they would prefer a nonviolent conversion of humanity, they were told that the new age may be preceded by a final cataclysmic confrontation between the pure and those still controlled by Satan. They are instructed to prepare to die for the church if necessary. Church officials realize that Moon's message may be difficult for the 
unintended to swallow immediately, so they play down Moon's divine status when speaking in public. They have formed a number of front organizations. One such front group is the New Education Development System, Inc., NEDS has denied any links to the church on its own sworn application to the IRS for tax exemption, even though former member of NEDS insists it is a fund raising and the recruitment arm of the Unification Church. Church President Neil Salonen told Pacific News Service that core members of NEDS are also members of the Unification Church. Canceled checks show that money paid by associate members who thought they were joining NEDS went straight into the bank account of the Unification Church. There is no privacy and no free time for Moon's followers. Yeah, we know that. Okay, so we know that Neil Salonen was the FLF president. He also had ties to the new education development system. He had a, a business-like office in Washington, D.C. on Connecticut Avenue with a lot of other anti-communist organizations. And then he was the president of the University of Bridgeport. So that brings us to... our last conversation about Bridgeport. So Neil Salonen served as president from 1999 to like 2000 something, 18, I don't know. And um, I have the tea on why he got fired, possibly why he got fired. Here we go. So I released that episode with Yoshika a couple weeks ago, and I've since been contacted by people who have lived in Bridgeport. And I was told that a Mr. Kim or Mr. Lim, one or the other, he was a professor in Bridgeport at the University of Bridgeport when Neil Salonen was president as well as many other Unification Church members were in um, they were in administration they were teachers they were in finances and it was found out that this professor was trading money for grades much like I mentioned in the Roosevelt School this is Bridgeport we're talking about it's still the hood it doesn't matter if you're in Roosevelt or in Bridgeport University it's still the hood, okay? But Mr. Kim or Mr. Lim, he was um, coercing international students, particularly rich Chinese international students, which oddly enough, Moonies are actively targeting in China to come to UB as international students or BIA. Um, anyway, so he was handling these international students and he was their professor and he was extracting money from them for grades. That was what was disclosed to Young Moonies in Bridgeport. He was also handling some sort of cash involvement with the University of Bridgeport and the Unification Church. And like we're talking in maybe like the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions, because at one point the UC actually donated 50 million to the University of Bridgeport. So I'm not sure how much money we're talking, but Mr. Kim Lim took it all for himself. And, uh, and then he fled to China. So that's what I was told. And of course, maybe all of this is a rumor, but I'm just going to tell you, I'm just passing it along, uh, that that's what happened, that, that somebody embezzled money from the University of Bridgeport and that somebody was a Mooney and then they ran away to China. So, um, all of the Moonies that were associated or loosely associated, I don't know how it happened, but they all got fired. And uh, Neil Salonen, I don't know if he fired, I think he retired, but this new chick named um, Laura T- Trombley became the university president in 2018. Oh, wait, no, she she fired all the Moonies. I'm so sorry. She fired all the Moonies. And shortly after she fired all the Moonies, 
she was living on UB in the president's house and she started getting like dead animals on her porch, like death threats, like death threats for whatever involved, whatever, whatever suspicious activity she was involved in. Or maybe she just fired the guy that was laundering money. I don't know what happened. But either way, she stepped down a year after that and went somewhere else. Um, and then this new dude, Stephen Healy, stepped up as interim president of the University of Bridgeport and I looked into him and oh my god his past is just as shady as Neil Salonen's he uh is a he is a professor of religion and and yeah he he holds a degree in religion and he served as the um, director of the world religions and social science programs at the University of Bridgeport since like 1998 and he like printed this paper called Max Stackhouse's concept of religious reason and the plaint of the rest in ding 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 a unification church magazine called international journal on world peace in 2003 so this motherfucker I don't know if he's like an indiscreet Mooney or if he's just like a different shade of Mooney but in the paper which is you can't access because it's student documents only um which I could access because guess what I have a student ID (laughs) um yeah, he kind of says like, yeah, the world should be united under like a certain religion. I don't know if it's Christian Christianity or if it's like fucking Moonism, but yeah, it was super sus. Anyways, he was the interim president. Him and Neil Salonen, I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, they must have known each other. Uh, but yeah, he's not the president anymore. I don't know. He might still be there, and he might not be a bad guy. I'm just pointing out that he was published in the International Journal of World Peace. So. So, yeah, I don't know. There's something with anti-communism and anti-communist organizations stemming from Connecticut Avenue in Washington, D.C., as well as educational front groups for God knows who. And it's all converging in the underground world of Bridgeport, which I am going to officially start calling the upside down. (laughs) So let's get back to Shinzo Abe because I have a really wonderful translation for that as well. Okay, hey guys, um, it's me again, Ren, the Ren and the robot, who did all of this investigation by myself because I am a neurotic ex-Mooney trying to find my inner peace. Um, if you find any mistakes with this, just let me know because, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe there's like way more truth out there. I am so open to it. So anyways, let's go to Japan. I watched a YouTube video from Japan, and I will link it in the show notes. It's a press conference held by the Foreign Correspondence Club of Japan, organized by Teddy Jimbo, a co-chairman of the Community of Media Activity, something like that. So he set up a press conference with the National Lawyers Against Spiritual Sales uh, in Japan. There's three of them. It was Masaki. Kito, Mr. Hiroshi Yamaguchi, and Yusuo Kawai. So they spoke to the press about what they are doing with the Unification Church and what they have been doing for the last decade, few decades. So I'm just going to summarize what was on that 90-minute video in English because I went back and forth in English and Japanese and tried to interpret it the best I can. So let's just Let's just tell you exactly what they said. This is not me. This is what they said. So we start with Kawaii. Um, He says, Japan is the piggy bank for the church. This came to be by chance since Moon was born in 1920 and the church was established in 1950. The environment of the time was that of Japanese imperialism. And uh, so Moon became very anti-Japanese. 
They laid out how the UC was connected to Abe with pages and pages of evidence. So here we go. Tetsuya Yamagami's mother joined the Unification Church in 1999 and went bankrupt in 2002. And they showed the evidence how fierce the solicitation for the UC on spiritual sales were between those years. During this period, there were some donations called devotion donations, liberation for all living, ancestor liberation and blessing, in addition to the total living offering, in addition to heaven a nation offering holy book providence sales um and we're talking about like in the hundreds of thousands uh by region region to region sales and donations were different they had their like different regions have different amount of money to collect like you remember moonies in the united states could pay like 700 dollars for ancestor liberation whereas moonies in japan were paying like 30 million won I, I don't know what the convergence is but there was definitely a difference um like for my blessing ceremony, I had to pay like 1500 but if you were in Korea, you could pay like 1000 Or if you were in Japan, you'd pay like 2000 It was just different. And, and that we all know that. that that's a fact. Um, you can find that like on any Unification Church website. And like I, I found it recently looking up like Chumbo. Um, it's not hard to access and find that evidence. So anyways, Abe was connected to UPF in 2005 and 2006 by sending congratulations to these events. And on June 16th, 2006, the lawyers of the National Sales Against Spiritual Sales sent a letter to Shinzo Abe that this is a cult front group that scams people. And they strongly suggested Shinzo Abe stop supporting this group. Um, but there was no response from Shinzo Abe. So they sent another protest letter to Shinzo Abe in 2007. This was in 2007. And uh, very plainly in October, a Tenshulo case occurred, which was the first criminal case against the Unification Church. I, I don't know what this is. This is from the Japanese lawyers. And in September, Abe resigned. So in September, Abe resigned from being a prime minister. Um, and during that time, when Abe resigned, a few more Unification Church cases evolved. But then Shinzo Abe became prime minister again in December, and there have been no criminal cases against the UC since. That's what this lawyer is saying. Anyways, another important factor is recruitment. They don't disclose that the Unification Church is a religious organization at all. While the members are being recruited, they are being indoctrinated. And when the UC was changed to Family Federation in 2015, these recruitment methods accelerated through the false name. You can find out, you can find out letter for request for not, oh, okay, so the lawyers sent letters to not allow the Unification Church to change their name, and the letters, they pleaded to not let the Unification Church change their name, they pleaded to the Cultural Affairs Minister who was in charge of this agency, and then they found out that this dude, this fucking Cultural Affairs Minister dude, who was like the guy who could have helped, he was actually going to speeches at the Unification Church events in 2012, and he has been in interviews and covers covered in the Unification Church magazine. So they couldn't get any help from, and they were talking about the lawyers. These aren't even Moonies or ex-Moonies. These are just lawyers that are like, yo, this is some shady business. Like, can we not let them change their name? And the, the guys paid off. Okay. So then after that, after the start of Abe's second administration, the politicians started to not hide their affiliation with the Unification Church in Japan and very openly started supporting the Unification Church. Then the spiritual sales lawyers sent an open letter to the DIET members June, 9, June 1st of 2018 and again February 27th of 2019 so that Abe 
And oh yeah, and then Abe so callously sent a video message on September seventeenth, twenty twenty one, saying that Hak Jahan's group is amazing. It was an open tribute to how amazing the Invocation Church was. And so the spiritual sales, like the lawyers against spiritual sales, sent a public letter protesting that Shinzo Abe um, should stop doing what he's doing because, like, calling the UC a great organization publicly only furthers the abuse of its members. Then in this context, and then in this year of July 8th, the tragic event and fatal shooting of Shinzo Abe occurred. In response to this case, we released a statement that has been translated to English, and of course we do not tolerate the action by the accused, but we do want to say that this is a political relationship that needs to end, and we hope that no more victims of the church will uh, will occur in the future. Okay, so next, the next lawyer stood, uh, and he started speaking. His name was Yamaguchi. we are here to bring up concerns we have from the organization's establishment until today. Sun Myung Moon was born in 1920, and until 1950, he experienced prison in North Korea. He often talks about the hardship he experienced in this time. Although this organization was established in Korea, the followers and fundraising activities mainly are done in Japan. Japan is the basis for their recruitment and fundraising activities. Evidence, of course, by all us half-Japanese kids... Um, that our moms were labor trafficked in this organization. Anyways, and the reason why Japan is the basis is according to the teaching, Japan is the Eve nation and Korea is the Adam nation. And the Eve nation has to indemnify the crimes and sins that occurred to the father nation, to Korea, to Adam. So the teachings proclaimed by Moon is equivalent to which is equivalent to the Unification Church members as the Word of God, taught Japanese members to send all of their money and people to Korea. So let's talk about how the UC was a religious organization. In 1960, they were certified as a religious organization. As long as any religious group fulfills basic cooperations, they can automatically get tax-exempt status. Another important factor was... A meeting with Moon and Nobusukishi, Yoshiro Kodama, and Ryoichi Sasakawa at the foot of Mount Fiji. And these politicians and these right-wing bosses had a meeting to establish the Federation for Victory over Communism. When that happened, Kishi proposed to start that with these people, meaning Moon. Okay, so this ties back to the UB. But anyways, let's go back to the lawyer's conversation. So another characteristic of the UC is not simply just a religious organization, but it has different sections from media, academics, politicians, politics. The, The Unification Church repeats its importance in media and politics. And Sun Myung Moon lived in the Unification, lived in the Unification Church you, and Sun Myung Moon lived in the United States and got close to Richard Nixon. And in 1982, he established the Washington Times in the, in the USA. The, uh, after the establishment of the Washington Times, he got close to President Bush and President Trump. Many former presidents loved the Washington Times in 1977. There was Koreagate, uh, tax evasion and financial wrongdoings um, that resulted in Moon's criminalization and imprisonment in Danbury Correctional Facilities in the United States in 1984. So as a result of his experience in the United States in prison, he started to emphasize befriending the politicians in the United States in order to bring bring pressure to the U.S. government and organizations to look the other way uh, for the Unification Church's illegal activities such as fundraising and spiritual sales. So, 
Yamaguchi has been helping the victims, the lawyer, has been helping the victims of the Unification Church, the ones that pay huge amounts of money to the Unification Church by the illegal activities of the Unification Church for 35 years. He says that these victims are all good people who are truly worried that their late husbands are suffering after death or that their children are not able to get married or have bad health because of suffering ancestors as told to them by the Unification Church. So they end up spending a lot of their money to save their families. And the lawyer believes that these methods are extremely dirty and he was very angry about what the Unification Church is doing. And he would like to mention about the children of the followers of how much and how much suffering they had to experience. So this is straight to all of my listeners, all ex Moonies, all blessed children. There is a lawyer out there that is fighting for your rights. And he said the number one um, suffering that they have to go through is extreme poverty because of lack of funds in the family left after being rung through the Unification Church. And the second is that the children have to go to the mass weddings and marry where they can't pick their own partners fully by themselves. These things are what they were taught by the parents in the ways things should be. And I believe the the accused Yamagami is one of them. And although what he did is totally wrong, I can imagine how that was for him. So yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Even if you chose who you married in the Unification Church, like I did when I was 18 years old, it's still the illusion of choice. You still have to pick a partner from a very small pond by, you know, it's, it's still, it's an illusion of choice. Even if you feel like you chose, you didn't really. It was kind of like, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's forced choice. Anyways, thank you. Thank you so much, lawyer Yamaguchi, Yamaguchi for representing us. I really appreciate someone recognizing the suffering of blessed children and second generation members throughout the world so publicly. So that was awesome. Um, the next lawyer, Masaki Kito, uh, what he said was, though this is through this, you can understand how terrible a situation it was for the Unification Church members in Japan. We have two major categories of court cases against the Unification Church. The first one are injuries and damages from financial problems which include illegal donations, illegal solicitation, and financial damages due to spiritual sales. The second is recruitment problems due to mind control techniques, hiding their identity to indoctrinate others, so on and so forth. The first court precedent for these cases uh, occurred in Fukuoka. Sorry, I'm not, I'm Japanese, but I was disowned, so I can't pronounce like locations. Fukuoka? District Court, May 27th, 1994. Donations, victims of the Unification Church claimed damages based. And so the court decided donations to the UC are actually illegal. So in 1994, the Japanese Supreme Court um, laid the precedence that donations to the Unification Church are illegal. That's like super important to remember. Type two is a recruitment case, and the precedence was set in the Oki Okayama branch of Hiroshima High Court in September 14th of 2000, and the Sapporo District Court in June 29th of 2001. Both cases say that donations to the Unification Church are illegal. Uh, type one. After these cases were established, many different cases followed either for type one, which is the illegal donations, or type two, which is deceptive recruiting. 
There are over 16 cases. They are all over the all over Japan. There is no system. They span randomly across Japan. There are even court cases for illegal recruitments to mass weddings in Tokyo dated for 2004, 2002. All of these activities as a religious group is acknowledged to be illegal by the Supreme Court of Japan. So Moonies, please, if you're in Japan, please cease and desist recruiting any new members. It is actually illegal. That includes any suspicious front group affiliation with CARP, which is actively recruiting members for the Unification Church. I also spoke with a uh, member, ex-member from Las Vegas, and Japan has some strange affiliation with a media outlet front group, a Unification Church media outlet front group in Las Vegas that is anti-human trafficking when in fact they are trafficking victims from Japan to Las Vegas. If you want to brush up on that episode, please go back to listen uh, with my episode with Oftab, and it was uh, human trafficking in Vegas. Human trafficking in the Unification Church, what happens in Vegas. So all of these are very intrinsically tied and overlapping, and yeah, it's a legal activity, guys. It's fucking illegal. Okay, the lawyers have been winning cases. The lawyers against spiritual sales in Japan have been winning cases against the Unification Church since 1994 to 2004, and it is most definitely illegal activities as deemed by the Supreme Court in Japan. So back to what the lawyer said. I think recruiting, I think recruiting the Unification Church problem and activities is very special as compared to other countries. So please understand our situation in Japan and the Unification Church is actually very, very illegal organization in Japan, but they don't stop their illegal activities. They have no common sense to apologize to the law or to the victims and they have no apology or compensation to the victims of the Unification Church. And now for a Q&A. So Isabel from Bloomberg News asked the as Japan is seen as the Eve country and most of the people targeted by this organization in Japan are women. She's wondering if that's true. The lawyer Yamaguchi answered, so yes, I would say majority targeted are women. And since there are so many more female followers when it comes to the mass weddings, there are way more women. So they, so the Unification Church finally started to recruit regular Korean men to pair the women in the church. So there are many Japanese women that are stuck in Korea without the language skills to navigate the system, and it's becoming a real issue. Are there any real reasons why Japanese women in our are particularly targeted. Um, he says, it's wonderful that there are married interracial couples. It's good for the exchange to have two countries being friendly, but this could be a very different story. And so I am worried. I, and why so many women are recruited according to the religious sociologists in Japan is because females in Japan have a difficulty sorting out their physical bodies. So cults have been recruiting more Japanese women due to this reason. And remember, this is all translated uh, loosely. So, yeah, and I mean, we can all attest. I mean, most of my second-gen friends uh, in the church are half Japanese because our moms mostly are trafficked from Japan. So, yeah, it's all tied in. I hope some of this stuff helped make some sense of it all. Um, the One of the last questions I, I, I'm writing down is that um, they were like, how can you prove the politicians are being paid by the Unification Church? And one of the lawyers said that, well, the Unification Church likes to carry big sums of money and cash, so you're not going to prove that. But 
but the average speaking fee in the late 90s was like 80k so you can only imagine what it is now i heard uh, trump got like millions of dollars for speaking at that rally of hope i can only imagine what shinzo abe got and i spoke really fast because i didn't want to take a full hour this is just supposed to be a news report um on yeah the university of bridgeport nobusuke kishi abe the world anti-communist league and how that was tied with the flf and the educational agenda of the unification church for anti-communist politicians raised second generation in the ub and how all of this is disgustingly tied together and humankind is so weird and we all believe in these weird fictitious religious truths and social truths that are just absolutely bonkers and so yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode if you want to like reach out to me and see if i'm okay like i'm not but yeah cool you can send me some candy or a kofi or like just say hi you know <laughs> i'm i'm cool i'm totally cool everybody stay calm <laughs> It really, I mean, it's really unfolding super slow. So, like, whatever's going to happen, we've all, we, it's not, like, surprising at this point. Now, just a little blip on Bridgeport International Academy that was run by Hugh and Norris Spurgeon back in the 90s. It was originally called New Eden Academy. But I found an article from Hugh and Norris Spurgeon that I'm going to link in the show notes, basically saying that Bridgeport was this fantastically impoverished place but it was very unique because pt barnum the founder of the famous barnum and bailey circus actually was like a visionary who established his home in in bridgeport there was numerous um it was once a thriving and booming industrial center actually there was lots of different brass and garment manufacturing industries there was theaters museums beautiful mansions along the the coast of long island they um basically in this article they're selling bridgeport as this like wonderfully dilapidated place like it has all the infrastructure to be a wonderful place like all of the buildings are built the factories are built the mansions which i remember they were gorgeous littered the seaside but then there was it was like littered with the projects and so moon and in this article it states that moon was super visionary and he dared to dream what others did not even conceive he dreamed of an educational metropolitan area with in bridgeport and uh, for this place to become a beautiful, thriving seaport. So, I mean, that just tells you a lot that our families lined the ghetto intentionally to gentrify Bridgeport for Moon and his agenda of like getting a bunch of nice mansions on a seaside to have a seaport, which guess what? They had a seafood monopoly. Um, and it just makes me really pissed off that all of that suffering and all of the times like we got chased or jumped or I nearly got gang raped by a huge gang of guys because I was a child being raised in a fucking compound in Bridgeport, the intentional ghetto, because Moon wanted a few mansions and some seaports. Like it pisses me the fuck off. Also, he wanted his political metro like his political like factory for us to become politicians and global citizens it's it's just disgusting you know it's just disgusting there was so much crime in bridgeport there was so much that could have been prevented we could have been protected more and that is why i do talk about this bullshit um yeah so that was important and i'm going to link all that in the show notes so now we kind of know know why why bridgeport we have the political Neil Salonen. We have the World Anti-Communist League. We have the agenda of raising young politicians for the Anti-Communist League. 
we have seaports, we have mansions, we have a dilapidated giant city that Moon wanted as his seaport. It all makes sense. It's just fascism, <laughs> really. It's just money. And um, yeah, political agendas, humans, right? Um, yeah, so hopefully this like episode helped you kind of understand like the deep relationship between the Unification Church and lots of politicians and educational front groups and the University of Bridgeport and other connections to other anti-communist leagues that are not related to the Unification Church. They all have the same agenda and like, I don't know what it is. It's all unraveling. Um, but yeah, if you want to like be on this podcast and correct anything I said, you are more than welcome to. Like this isn't a one man show. I don't like to do solo episodes. Uh, yeah. So like, um, take care of your mental health, go get a massage, go take a day off. Um, go do your favorite thing, like, like talk to people and, uh, yeah, we are being validated on a global scale. Uh, and it's really weird for people to like a lawyer from Japan was like, yeah, second generation suffer from poverty and forced arranged marriages. Like, yeah, somebody just like recognized us y'all. There's lots of journalists that are like coaching ex-moonies and there's lots of documentary people that are reaching out and headhunting ex-moonies and it's like a really intense time right now i just want to make sure that you're not taken advantage of that you do everything as autonomously as possible um if you don't feel like something's right don't do it the truth i have faith will come out with or without our help uh but yeah, we can choose to participate in the narrative if we so feel like it, but you don't have to, okay? It's not, it's not, it's not like a mission or anything. Just do what you want. Just do what feels good. For me today, this felt good. Um, maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll like deeply regret it, but whatever. Anyways, take care of your mental health. <laughs> Reach out to your friends and we will talk again soon. <laughs>